0: Content warning: this podcast contains mentions of war and homophobia. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Queer Sounds, a podcast on queer folks' favorite tunes. My name is Hannah, pronouns they, them, and welcome back. Thanks again for listening. Uh, before we dive right in, I'd like to plug my socials. Um, that's a Queer Sounds pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. If you want to support this podcast financially, you can do so through patreon.com queersounds. But with that out of the way, I'd like to introduce to you all the way from Rijeka, Croatia. This is Antonia. Hi there. Hi, everybody. How are you doing today?
1: Uh, well fine excellent actually it's quite a sunny day so everything is nicer when there's sun
0: yeah what's the temperature like over there if we're going to talk about the weather then bring it in what what are the temperatures
1: <laughs> uh well today it's quite sunny and it's uh i'm not sure around 10 plus degrees celsius uh but we have this bora wind that is actually um characteristic for this geographic area so Uh, the feeling is a bit lower than 10 or 15 degrees.
0: I'm glad to hear that that's like the range of temperatures you're in because I'm getting messages from the UK, from Germany, from Spain even, that I had the feeling that the Netherlands was the only country in the world where it wasn't snowing right now. And I'm very jealous of of, of all of the people who are having their wintertime fun. But, you know, I'm glad we're sharing the non-snow experience here, Antonia. But if we're speaking of uh, geographical locations, as mentioned, you're from Rijeka, Croatia, um, a, a city in the north of the country um, based by the sea, uh, if, if I'm correct. Um, but this is a queer podcast after all. From what I gathered, um, Rijeka is the only city in Croatia that actually celebrates international day against homophobia and transphobia is that correct
1: well actually since 2011 when croatian parliament um i'm not sure uh, whether i will use the proper legal term uh croatian uh, parliament has uh, declared uh 17th of may as uh marking a day in croatia uh, since then uh, only Rijeka, as a city of Rijeka, uh, has been marking it. Um, we have been having um, rainbow flags uh, on uh, City uh, city Hall for eight years, nine years now, and uh, we have been having Ida Hobbit uh, weeks since then, but uh, Ida Hobbit has been celebrated uh, in several uh, cities in Croatia, though, unfortunately, not, um, not many municipalities and local authorities uh, have joined this uh, marking of this day. So uh, last year, I think that only Zagreb has, um, has allowed LGBTIQ organizations to, uh, to put on uh, rainbow flags uh, on one of the city squares. So I think that would be all uh, in terms of marking I, *The Hobbit* Day in Croatia.
0: But um, is it also like the reason why you decide, that you decided to live in like a city like Rijeka, or or, or well, I guess for other people that would be Zagreb. Um, like, do you do you just happen to be born there, or did you actively move to Rijeka because that's one of the more progressive cities in, in in Croatia?
1: Yes, actually, I fell in love with Rijeka the first time I got here. Literally, I've been born, I I am born, I was born, sorry, uh, in Croatia, but in a small place uh, on the east, and during the civil war. Uh, in the 90s, uh, my family moved to Serbia, so I lived in Serbia for uh, many years. And after that, I uh, I came here to Rijeka because I fell in love with uh, one uh, person from Rijeka. And then instantly when I got here, uh, literally on the bus station and when I uh, walked through the city center, I just felt this this feeling of uh, liberty and um, how people just don't care that much about anything uh, related to other people. Simply, they all uh, look their own business and I really loved it. Uh, So I decided that, yeah, that would be the only place uh, where I can... uh, Start spreading my roots, and uh, so I decided to move here, and I live here for eight and a half years, I think now. Yeah, and I'm happy here.
0: Right on. You briefly mentioned the 90s. Um, we might get more into that later. What we're definitely gonna get into is some music from the 90s. This is a David Bowie song.
2: We spoken wasn't well, although I wasn't there, said I was a friend, which came as a surprise, I spoke into
0: Who sold the world released in 1994 off of the phenomenal legendary album Unplugged in New York? Um, uh, of course, this was the phenomenal Nirvana version originally released by David Bowie in 1973. Uh, I, I might be off by a year there, but yeah, uh, this was released in the 90s. Uh, we uh, already mentioned like the the. The independence war uh, in in Croatia during the 1990s. But then, the year 2000 rolls around, and Lori is born. An- Antonia, take it away. Uh, uh, the the organization that you're running, Lori.
1: Yes, uh, Lori is acronym for Lesbian Organization Rijeka, uh, So Lori, thus. Uh, and uh, it has been established in 2000, and it was at that time, well, still is, uh, the very first registered lesbian organization in Croatia. And since then, so many projects, so many uh, things have happened, uh, well, several uh, Lori Cruz uh, have been uh, in and out, some have uh, moved to some other countries, some have moved to some uh, other cities. Uh, But with us is uh, one of the very founders and uh, she's still Lori coordinator, I'm actually coordinator of uh, Smok Festival of Queer and Feminist Culture and uh, some other programs in
0: Lodi. Before we dive in all of the specific details, uh, let's get back to the music for a second. Uh, Nirvana, the man who sold the world, why why did you specifically request this track?
1: Well, actually that song, particularly uh, the recording on, uh, recording uh, from this Unplugged uh, concert in New York, uh, is one of my dearest uh, memories when I was a kid. So I had, uh, well, I still have an older brother. He was five years older, and somehow his uh, influence on my uh, musical taste uh, was quite huge at the time. Uh, I'm sure that uh, many people know how it is uh, to have an older sibling, how you look up to them, and you you wish to try everything they're uh, they're into and. And somehow uh, rock music, I discovered it uh, through my brother and Nirvana as a band I discovered through my brother. And this was quite um, important for me as my brother also taught me English since I was a little girl. And uh, then when there was no internet, uh, music and TV and musical channels uh, were the only window, so to speak, To the world that we had in those uh, hard times uh, in our country. So when I learned uh, that Kurt Cobain was uh, so open-minded and when I uh, heard how he was uh, through some of his interviews very vocal against biases, against uh, social stigma, uh, somehow it, it, it made him uh, even more important uh, to me because I felt that I've been feeling a little bit different from my peers but I did not know back then how to vocalize or articulate that. Uh, so that song is actually one of the, one of the most important memories to those times when I did feel different And through his voice, uh, Kurt's voice, I felt that there are other people out there who are like me, and I will meet them (laughs) one day.
0: I remember from some interviews with Kurt Cobain or like some biographies, that he was very insistent on bringing women to support uh, their show. So um, he had a very specific request that to like to promote female artists as like support act for the nirvana shows, yeah. which is something I feel like is commonly overlooked like um I don't want to put Kurt Cobain on a pedestal as like a feminist icon, but you know he w- was probably more progressive than he might get credit for like a commonly he is also he's obviously. Seen as this large cultural icon based on his music, but the 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 political aspect behind it all, like that's kind of gotten pushed to the sides because of that musical impact, and maybe that's something we could shine a little bit more of a light on sometimes. Are there uh, moments of, for example, Kurt Cobain being explicitly? progressive like are there specific instances that you remember like you mentioned the interviews can you remember what the interviews were about
1: oh well i can remember one interview but um i'm not sure actually when it was because i was really a little girl uh, back then and i only uh, looked up to my idol on tv Uh, But there was one of the interviews where he actually spoke uh, about biases. He was constantly asked about uh, biases in music, in music industry, and he was uh, totally relaxed and uh, he was uh, smiling uh, like like some sort of Jesus Christ. He was so full of love and uh, full of acceptance. And he um, expanded the topic onto so many levels. And I was, again, a young girl and I just heard all those um, lovely and loving, beautiful words about uh, it's not about biases, let's not talk about uh, bad things, let's just uh, all focus on love, let's all focus on acceptance let's just um forget all the prejudice and biases and be led by love so those words actually meant really a great deal to me back then but as i said i i, I don't think that i remember the exact event it was about
0: yeah, i'm also glad that we get to talk about kurt cobain now because you know it's 2021 which means that and uh, later on this year, uh, Kurt Cobain has passed away uh, twenty-seven years ago. So it's just as long ago he uh, as, as as he had lived. In the meantime, um, I've found some examples. Rolling Stone published some uh, overview a couple of years ago, where you know he actually uh, he he attacks homophobia. He is some some at some point like there is this quote may he he something he said in Rolling Stone nineteen ninety two which, you know, could possibly frame him as non-binary, which is something I did not to expect to find out today. I quote, I definitely feel closer to the feminine side of the human being than I do to the male, or the American idea of what male is supposed to be, which, you know, who thought Kurt Cobain could say something and which, which, which could, you know, frame him as non-binary. I don't know that we should do this right now, but there is definitely something to it. Uh, Another example in the incesticide liner notes so on the compilation album uh, that they released in in 92 at this point I have a request for our fans. If any of you in any way hate homosexuals people of different color or women please do this one favor for us leave us the fuck alone. Don't come to our shows and don't buy our records. I mean we already love the music we already love the we already love Kurt Cobain for 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 what he did musically, and um, thank you, Antonia, for giving me this chance to also highlight some of the more political sides to this wonderful human being. But yeah, before we before we dive into this rabbit hole any further, um, let's bring it back to your experiences. Um, uh, let's let's I've, I've already completely lost lost my train of thought here. This is all over the place. <laughs> um, but yeah um so you uh were like you said you were born in croatia moved to um which is a serbia for a bit mm-hmm. uh w- were we still talking separate countries back in the day or are we still like talking like one yugoslavia
1: no back then they were already separate countries right and uh yes uh and they were in uh, war, unfortunately. So it has not been easy for neither of uh, those two countries. But somehow, uh, thank God, it all ended uh, in 1995. So the war ended. Somehow the countries started uh, to. Uh, redevelop themselves and to, well, to move on, though unfortunately, uh, in the Balkans, I'm not sure if we're uh, still actually preparing to move on from that war or we're still talking about it and processing it, but that's a whole other story and that's actually quite, quite a complex topic.
0: Right, yeah, um, I remember talking about this with uh, someone uh, someone else who you know used to live uh, in in Eastern Europe, now moved to the Netherlands. It's like especially in like Yugoslavia because that or former Yugoslavia, that that uh, that war and that struggle is still so recent that trying to recover from it too quickly does actually more harm than good. Now that applies economically sure do you feel like that something like that also applies socially for example if we're if, if a country is still recovering from war is trying to be pushed um towards a um uh, western or like a a a dutch a british or an american um sense of uh acceptance in the way uh when when it comes to like queer people do you feel like the, the pushback you'll get will even will will get even bigger among for example the uh, somewhat uh, socially traditional or conservative uh, Croatian public
1: that is also quite a complex uh, topic but to summarize it uh, concrete way in my opinion uh, Croatia has had this renaissance of church and um, traditional uh, values since 90s, since, uh, for those who don't know, uh, before 90s, uh, we were part of communist bloc, so uh, religion was not actually banned, but it was not very well um, received Uh, in general, so uh, after the war and after the independence, the church, but not also the church as an institution, but all the values and um, conservative uh, movement have risen very much. Uh, Last year I've been uh, on one presentation of research uh, study done among uh, Croatian youth and it was done by a woman who has been doing um, studies on, uh, on opinions of the youth since late 60s. So that woman is really an experienced researcher and uh, she was astonished to uh, see the results of this uh, latest uh, study among Croatian youth where she sees that they hold uh, more conservative views than their grandparents did in late 60s wow so, yeah, wow, <laughs> that, that's, quite, uh, that's actually quite horrible in this when you're different, when you're queer, when you're a lesbian or a gender diverse person. Uh, it, it, it is horrible, I can say it as an activist. But on the other hand, uh, today we all have much more access uh, to the information, uh, to psychosocial support, if nothing else you have uh, LGBTIQ organizations, you have what most people have, internet uh, in Croatia and uh, in all Europe. So you can gain uh, the information, you can um, get access to uh, meeting uh, people like you, but somehow your environment, in my opinion, uh here is a bit more well not bit but more conservative and uh, more living traditional value well for 30 years now almost
0: yeah and i feel like it's it's more amplified in 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 croatian maybe i mean there was uh there were some incidents of like well let's like open expressions of intimidation like i don't they're technically not illegal so i can't call them hate crimes but it's 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 very bad what's going on but i also feel like that's that's like a um maybe even a global thing that's going on like uh if we're talking about the u.s the netherlands uh the uk becoming more right wing um in croatia and poland for example that's shit's quite fucked up as well when it comes to like homophobia uh i feel like maybe we should maybe maybe we should play some music or something to cheer us up a little bit because all of these uh negative news messages are something we're still fighting against and once again proves that activism is necessary yeah let's go for a little bit of a breather Break Free by The Legendary Queen um, exactly 10 years older than our previous track, um, this one released The Works 1984 um, but yeah Antonio, why did you, why did, you why, why did we decide to go with this track today?
1: Well that's also one of my uh, first memories when I was a kid we used to watch uh, VH1 and MTV, my brother and I Uh, And I love this video. It was probably, mm, well, again, disclaimer for all the younger generations. Those were times when we didn't have internet. Uh, We actually did not even have the phone at home because, uh, well, we were poor and it was war. Uh, So uh, we depended on TV uh for all the information and we didn't have well i didn't have uh, the opportunity of um, seeing uh, or experiencing anything from queer culture but uh from uh, apart from uh, music uh, and uh, music videos so i remember loving uh, when I would hear the first act of this song, I would just literally go uh, and be stuck to TV with my nose. And I loved Freddie Mercury. So that is actually why I uh, chose it uh, for today.
0: Right on. Um, You already said uh, the the introduction to queer culture as a whole, uh, and how much that has changed considering you now run a queer culture festival.
1: Well, uh, I cannot say that it has changed in Croatia, it changed in terms of in uh, evolving, yes, uh, of course it is evolving and of course it is advancing and uh, becoming uh, slowly but more included in the mainstream uh, uh, culture, uh, which is actually good, because uh, even though I don't like that queer culture uh, starts uh, starts being considered as uh, part of the mainstream culture and mainstream uh, dialogue in media, however, it is it is a sign of uh, a better uh, and improved position. So in those terms, yes, it is, but it is uh, advancing. But on the other hand, unfortunately, we do not have uh, some sort of uh, sustainability or constant uh, in Croatia since, uh, well, I can openly say that we have right-wing government uh, for quite some time now, and um, uh, as a result we just do not have some sort of uh, support, governmental or from uh, ministries or from any kind of Uh, authority, uh, support to the queer culture, so we usually manage to uh, do things on our own, so to speak, Uh, so we find uh, some sort of support either from outside or we just uh, organize among ourselves. Uh, When I say we, I mean uh, organizations, uh, queer artists and uh, uh, all the friendly people and, of course, feminists uh, too, because uh, the festival that I uh, represent now is festival queer and feminist culture both.
0: Yeah, and also, also kind of what I was talking about when I when I originally posed the question, um, like your own experiences with queer culture, the, the opportunities you get, the opportunities you're able to offer through a festival like uh, SMOKWA. Like how how did that how did that came to be take us take us back to the beginning days of that festival?
1: Well, uh, at the beginning there was a word. <laughs> <laughs> no, just joking. Uh, well, um, for years uh, we thought that okay, since. Uh, in Rijeka, obviously, uh, our local LGBTIQ community uh, does not see as a necessity to organize or uh, hold a pride event uh, because it is enough accepting uh, environment so that people do not have this uh, revolt or uh, some sort of a rebellious. Um, Uh, So uh, we thought, okay, but we do definitely lack of uh, queer culture, feminist culture and some sort of constant Uh, with them. So we were thinking for several years, how we could organize uh, some sort of festival or create a platform, uh, where queer artists, uh, feminists, academia, people from academia, uh, activists, uh, where they could all uh, collaborate and perhaps uh, think of some future projects. Uh, So somehow we we thought of the festival as the best way uh, to create that platform since it should uh, it should occur uh, every year and uh, we thought it would be a great idea but then we met a problem how to find the resources how to find money to uh, organize such a festival in Croatia since uh, well. Unfortunately, as I said, we did not uh, have some sort of support from local or governmental institutions. And we could not apply for some uh, resources from the outside because Croatia uh, has quite a good legal uh, standard and good laws, uh, so to speak, in terms of LGBTIQ uh persons so we were in problem okay we do have that idea but how to uh how to make it to realize how to uh, how to realize it how to uh implement it and then Rieka was chosen a few years back for a European capital culture in 2020 along with a Irish uh, city of oh, one second I just lost it from my mind <laughs> Yeah, I, I just cannot believe that I literally lost it in a moment. Sorry uh, for all the people from Ireland uh, that might be uh, listening. Uh, so, Galway, Galway, sorry, that's the name of the city, sorry. Uh, so, we were asked by uh, this crew uh, from Rieka 2020 if we would like to let them include Smokva as a festival into their program. And their slogan, uh, why they actually got this title, European Capital of Culture, uh, their motto was uh, the port of diversity. Rijeka, the port of diversity. Since Rijeka has its uh, positive history of diversity. And uh, we were thrilled, of course. Yes, why not? And uh, with that collaboration between us and Rijeka 2020, uh, the firm, uh, we actually did manage to obtain some uh, basic uh, resources uh, for the festival, and uh, this collaboration has been active since 2017. So now we're just uh, we're definitely hoping that we will be able to uh, manage to uh, find further uh, resources uh, for future editions of the festival.
0: Right, and um, last October you celebrated, or well, October 2020, you celebrated uh, the 20th anniversary of, of Lodi at at Smokwa. Was that was that like a big big celebration as as much as uh, as much as COVID allowed?
1: Yes, unfortunately, uh, well, first the lockdown in the spring uh, totally destroyed our uh, plans and hopes of having this big celebration of love, diversity, 20 years of our uh, continuous work. So we had to postpone the festival for autumn, for October, actually, uh, when we hoped that the situation will be a bit uh, better uh, in terms of pandemic, but uh, it was better in Croatia. Uh, though not in all countries, so definitely it had to be under strict, uh, strict uh, measures and uh, we had to take care of so many, so many uh, details and we of course did because because even though we wanted to organize this big celebration, we also wanted to keep the public healthy. Right. Yeah. So uh, we weren't. We took all the precautions, and we weren't just uh, letting it uh, slide anyhow. So uh, we did not have so many visitors from other countries but uh, Smocha in October was a bit more intimate and with more friends and visitors from Croatia uh, and it was uh, quite touching even though it was rather smaller than we intended it to be. So yeah, it was quite emotional and quite uh, moving anyhow.
0: So um like you pointed out, you've got quite an international target audience for for the festival. How does that commonly um, how does it commonly work out like what's what would your ideal smokewa festival looks like look like?
1: Uh, well, ideally uh, we have uh, a bit more than thousand uh, visitors previously uh, in previous years in previous editions we've had Visitors from, I'm not sure how many countries. We had participants from three continents and uh, visitors uh, mostly from Europe, from European countries, and uh, some sort of um, team spirit and uh, community building uh, is uh, quite an important aspect of our festival. Uh, Since we are a combination of arts and activism, uh, our intention is that all the people that come to Smokva actually have the um, uh, opportunity to learn and to break prejudice they might have through sharing experiences, through uh, sharing knowledge and uh, exchanging thoughts. Uh, with people from other uh, professions, with people from other countries, why not? And uh, somehow, ideally, it works like that. But last year, uh, it had to be more intimate due to restrictions uh, related to traveling. But again, it was quite nice, actually, it was really, really
0: nice. If you, dear listener, are listening to this and you think, "Hey, this sounds really cool," go check out the the Lori and uh, Smokwa website. That's L O R I dot H R. Um, you can find all about the festival and and Lori over there. Like there is an about us section, and there is an entire uh, forum going on, including information about the Smokwa Festival. Um, if you speak. Uh, Serbo-Croatian. You can also check out an entire like queer lexicon they've got on the site. Like, it's very impressive what what you've all got going on here. So so yeah, um, if you're interested, uh, go and check that out. Um, so uh, when it comes to the festival, you can see that there's like uh, some activist bits. Like, it's not just parties or cultural events. It's also like talks and panels and um, discussions. So yeah, uh, have a look. necessities by the red hot chili peppers um off of their 2016 album the getaway um and somewhat in return to form speaking of return to forms they were uh, supposed to tour with john Freshante last summer obviously that wasn't going to go through um i wasn't going to see them by the way it didn't have tickets for anything but it's a fun little thing um, they were going to do well i guess i'm downplaying it a lot of people were like all up into Cloud Nine because John Frusciante was back with the Peppers. Uh, before I ramble on too long, Antonia, you've actually have seen them live. Uh, take us there.
1: Yes, it was. Uh, I think my best concert experience, uh, the best one I've had in my life. It was actually on one of uh, one big meadow uh, in the middle of nowhere uh, in Serbia well near to uh, one small town uh it was i'm not sure uh, maybe 2010 i think in their tour i'm not sure exactly uh maybe a year before that anyhow it was a really woodstock-like experience for me because uh, there were so many so many people Uh, from not just uh, Serbia, Croatia, Hungary, and uh, other neighboring countries. Uh, Everybody were just uh, chilling and, uh, uh, well, drinking uh, beer mostly. But it was a sunny day, and uh, people were somehow also nice to each other and as i said it uh, reminded me somehow of old uh, records that i saw on woodstock and somehow i just uh, felt it like okay this is really uh, this is really an excellent experience and i really want to capture Uh, all these moments uh, for my entire life.
0: So how many people were there? Because, you know, if you saw them in 2010, they were a pretty big band. If you saw them in the middle of nowhere, that sounds like really intimate. Uh,
1: Yeah, it was in the middle of nowhere, but I'm not sure how many uh, thousands of how many thousand people were there, but I do remember that there were thousands and thousands. I cannot say now for certainty, but I think that there were like uh, 60,000 uh, tickets available.
0: Wow, okay, yeah, that's not intimate at all.
1: Um. <laughs> but it was, it was, even though it was a big crowd, but still it was a really big meadow. All
0: right, all right, cool. Um, yeah, no, I. Uh, but if you saw them in 2010, uh, like uh, as put before, why specifically this track? Because this wasn't out yet at the time.
1: Yeah, the, this song is a newer one, but somehow I uh, I love it. Uh, but in general, I love Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, again, since i was a kid, because uh, somehow their uh their cool and uh easy way of uh, dealing uh with people and dealing with uh social uh, well issues uh i felt uh, positive during my uh growing up
0: yeah i'm 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 actually not surprised you you do strike me as like someone who was back in the 90s like really into like the rock side of things um, i'm in a in like a little bit of a sidestep from that i feel like you're also the type of person who like collects final or cds like physical releases is is that is that an a correct assumption yes <laughs> all right do you do you have um do you, when did you start collecting records uh is it cds or final let's start with there let's start there
1: Well, uh, both. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I started with cassettes uh, when I was a girl. But then after that, somehow it just expanded.
0: (laughs) Do you have a favorite? Uh,
1: Well, no, I cannot say that I have one favorite because I have so many favorites, (laughs) uh, depending on the mood that I am in or depending on the genre. So, no not one uh, special okay. all are special to me
0: <laughs> maybe maybe most cherished one like one that's really um, not necessarily uh, musically one that stands out but like one you just really would carry close to your heart maybe it's signed by the artist uh,
1: no unfortunately I don't have uh, <laughs> I don't have many copies signed by authors uh, but again there are, too many special ones with special places i'm uh, like one of those collectors that simply love every uh, simple every uh, sample every every part of their collection <laughs> so no no i'm just uh, i'm just that terrible
0: <laughs> oh yeah no i feel you i mean i've got a cd collection myself and that also like ranges from well for example uh mtv unplugged by nirvana to Um, In the uh, chronology of it all, not too big of a step, but like a CD like Big Willie style by Bill Smith, like I've got that as well. So, you know, obviously Mm -hmm. one is more cherished than the other, but they're still both in my collection. Um, either way I'm kind of proud of myself that I made a made made a right assumption there because mostly I'm wrong. But yeah, no, uh with that uh, I realized we hardly ever we we hardly touched upon your own queer experience living in Croatia. I guess um I I guess we touched upon it a little bit uh in in the beginning of the episode. Um so I think like do you are there are there still things you feel like we we missed before uh before we're going to wrap up?
1: no actually i don't i think i feel uh, that actually you asked the right questions and somehow i hope uh that through my honest responses i actually did manage to to give some uh, oversight of the situation in my country in my environment uh to someone that isn't quite close uh, neither geographically nor Perhaps uh, in terms
0: of uh, knowing things. All right. Thank you. So we're going to dive in the last track uh, before we press play on it. It's by an artist called uh, Nucci, uh, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, mm-hmm. A queer artist from Sweden. Uh, why did you want to have this one played?
1: Uh, well... I stumbled literally uh, over one of Nucci's uh, songs a few years ago and I was astonished that I didn't hear about uh, her and her music before, so I decided to ask her Uh, if she would like to attend SMOKWA in 2020. That was back uh, when we thought that SMOKWA in 2020 will have a greater budget and will be uh, quite a big, big, big uh, event. So she immediately said yes. And uh, somehow we ended up in writing uh, to one another uh, for the next uh, year and a half, and uh, in those that correspondence, uh, I actually, uh, well, so to speak, fell in love with that woman. Uh, not in terms of romantically or, or sexually, but simply because she's such a lovely person. She's uh, she's really a queer queen, if I can say that. Uh, and I fell in love with her music. So that is actually uh, why uh, I was so happy and actually I was thrilled uh, to meeting her uh, on Smokva in October. And when she did arrive, she totally uh, fulfilled all the expectations (laughs) we've had. We were all uh, so happy that she was actually going to come here, even though uh, she would have to go to self-isolation after the festival uh, when she returns to Sweden. Uh, but uh, we were we we were astonished by her. She's really really awesome as a person, as an artist, and she made such a good experience uh, out of that uh, show she made on queer party, and it was actually uh, the. The big closure of the festival, uh, the party with her show. Uh, she uh, she she just uh, has that touch with people. So that is also one of my favorite show shows uh, that I've experienced.
0: All right, and with the headliner for the Smokwa Twenty Twenty Festival, we're also going to end of this episode before we sign off, I'd like to draw your attention again to our socials, that's uh, QueerSounds.com that's uh, QueerSoundsPod on Instagram, Tumblr and Twitter, Uh, also you can financially support the show through Patreon.com slash QueerSounds, etc, etc, etc you know the drill Um, thank you again so much for listening, thank you Antonia for coming by, and here we go, fuck what they want, we are what they need by Nucci.
3: Worldwide wide and fam. With a Dutch name, getting Rams and damn Tell me what's your plan? Be free for me, dance with girls and the birds. Round where they say birds, not bitches. Posse, hippies and witches. Vogus and posers, my sisters. Lead, a promise and weed. Fuck what they want, I'm what they need. No greed if I get cake. I'm a be feel your brain gain weight as your eyes shake If I give, take, if I take, give, give me life Can a girl live, can I get light? can we get loud on the same vibe Can a girl live, can I get live, can we get loud on the same vibe I'm a big girl, do big things in big cities Big buildings, big sound, exciting, be myself and I Think big, stay small, get loud, push hard, be fair Go for ambition, huh? I am a star if I get, take if I take if I get, I take if I take if I take if I, if I take if I take if I take. what they I take if what they if what, take what they want. if I take I take what they want, we are what they need, what the- Pas- they want. I I take I take what they Fuck what they want, we are what they need Fuck what, what they want Fuck what they want We are what they need Fuck what, what they want If I take one Original, gentle, worldwide, that's mental, look at up essential glass, never have full potential. If you come through with crew, looks out think I like do, you, you like, you whack, inconsequential. Fuck a record deal. Come through, girl, let's build. Can a girl live? Can I see a shine? prosper, thrive, be hardcore, kind. I'm over narrow minds and petty times, cause I'm a big girl, do big things in big cities, big buildings, big sound, exciting, Be myself, and I think big, stay small, get loud, push hard, be fair, go for ambition, huh, I am a star. they want, if I take, if I take, about what they want. We are what they need. About what, about what they want. If I take, I take, what they want. We are what they need. About what, about what they want. If I take, if I take, what they want. We are what they need. what, what they want. what they want. We are what they need. what, what they want.